What's up, guys? Welcome to Javelins for Hire, Nerds Gone Rogues Anthem Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is the wise Wisconsinite, Jesse Douglas. How's it going? Jesse, <laughs> I have really good news for you. Our first episode on YouTube got 86 views. And if you look on the iTunes charts and just type in Anthem Podcast, our Javelins for Hire is number nine. Nice. Yeah. And that includes everything with the word anthem in it. Like there's a lot of there's <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of uh Jesus podcasts. Yeah. So with the word anthem in it. So <laughs> There is a there's a there is an anthem podcast ahead of us called Anthem Universe. We're I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna have to see what these guys are all about. But overall, <laughs> Jesse, I feel like we we've we've had a pretty successful first episode. So I'm yeah. proud of I'm proud of us. Proud yeah, of us. And, I mean, and you know, it's I feel like it's just something that as the game comes out and people get more hyped about it, it's gonna only grow. Yeah, so. yeah, and and after playing, you know, playing the division earlier this week, and you know, last night we recorded some stuff for Pod and Play uh, later this year, and uh, you know, playing the division and Destiny, a little bit of Destiny this week, and just some other live games, Fortnite, a little Fortnite on Switch. Like, there's a lot that I could see. Like, there's parts of all of those games, even even Forza Horizon Four, like things yeah. that I really want to see in in Anthem like I would yeah. really like to see Anthem kind of go all in on the cosmetic stuff for for your javelins and you have the freedom of Forza Horizon 4 just to decorate your your javelins however you want <laughs> yeah how many yeah, how many like... Iron Man suits are you going to see <laughs> you know yeah oh, yeah man yeah that would be cool Oh man, I'm so I'm, I'm 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 so excited for Anthem. Like the past week, I've been doing a lot of research for the, the upcoming shows. Like today, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, Legion of Dawn and and just the different javelins in general. Uh, you know, just just to have a topic of the show. Uh, but I've been I've been watching Anthem videos. I've been I've been all over Anthem the last couple of days, and it's just been like there's a lot to digest, man. It's like. Yeah, it's almost like the first time you read Destiny lore, and you're like, "What is happening?" You know, like, <laughs> oh, it's awesome. I I went out. I I found the special edition art book for Anthem. I found the the strategy guide, which I know will be outdated in about five minutes <laughs> by the time it gets here. But uh, and and there's a prequel comic series coming out. Oh, oh man, there's oh, so nice. there's so much Anthem stuff coming out. So, uh, nice. You know, if you if you subscribe to Javelins for Hire, the YouTube channel, or go to ngrradio.com and follow the follow the the website and our postings and stuff, there's going to be a lot of Anthem content coming up. So, but I just I want to congratulate you on a on a on a great first episode, Jesse. But <laughs> we're I'm I'm man excited. Woo! Yeah, yeah, and I and you know like I could. Like, I, I've got the same, like, it seems the same as kind of like when when uh, uh, Titanfall was kind of first announced. There was, like, a lot of people, you know, a bunch of people like me and, and you know, that was just super excited for that game. And then once it, like, started coming out and, like, there was more, you know, more hype about it and then it just became this big thing. 
you know, and then eventually, you know, with the second one, it being multi-platform, you know, even more people were able to get into it that didn't really have an Xbox One to play the first one. And, like, yeah, I just, like, I, it's kind of like in that same, I'm kind of hoping it goes that same way where it just, you know, like, once it, once people, more people see it and and get a chance to, uh, you know, play it and get in that world that they just, uh, it just blows up, you know, and, and becomes a big hit because, yeah, I, like you know, regardless of what what you want to say about EA, they they kind of need they kind of need this to be honest. They like you know, EA, they need EA it to needs do a well. Win. EA needs and, a win and, outside sports and so do, and so do and you know, like like <laughs> let's not forget about um, Bioware. They they need this too. Like they you know they deserve it as well because i mean you know like a lot of the issues that happened with with um the last mass effect weren't weren't exactly completely in their control so yeah i mean there's for for those who don't really know what happened to the last mass effect and i know people want to get on them for facial animations and and just you know kind of feeling like the game wasn't done when it came out the game started you know that that game started out I think that game was in development for like four and a half years, but the last 18 months they had to move everything from Unreal Engine to yeah. uh, uh, Frostbite, and that's like yeah. that's a huge task, you know. That game was, yeah. you know, that game was originally supposed to have uh, uh, No Man's Sky a style uh, exploration to it, where like oh. the planets in the Andromeda Galaxy were going to be like not procedurally generated, but like. They were going to have a procedurally generated uh, th- uh, calculations for the game, like the planets oh, okay. would all be set and have like, you know, set things on them. But you could go in, you could like explore the planet, you could you could like research the animals and stuff, similar to No Man's Sky. You could mine okay. the resources and take them back to to build up your your kind of colony thing. And they had to scrap all that because they had to move everything from one engine to another. And yeah, let's be honest. Frostbite's not really the easiest tool to use when you're when you're transferring stuff over, you know. Yeah, yeah, especially because I mean, you know, like Frostbite is a good engine, but it it just seems like it's a very like it's a very difficult one to learn like really well, and like the you know the the developers who are very well you know versed in in it and how it works you know, seem to, to do, you know, make some really good games with it, but, but yeah, it's, it just seems like it's, it's, I don't know, like, I, I don't really know per se, you know, like, cause I, I've never actually worked with it, but it, it just seems like it's a very complex, well, the, you the know, thing is, uh, engine. The thing is, is like, it's very good at doing one specific thing, which is Battlefield, right? That's what, yeah. that's what Frostbite was built for. And, like, you know, even this year with sports games and stuff, like, we've still seen, because Madden and FIFA and NBA Live and NHL, all all of EA sports games run on Frostbite now. And, like, you know how you know how many gripes I've had about Madden the last <laughs> couple yeah. uh, months, you know, just, just trying to play it. And, like, you know, FIFA's huge, and I know people are mad at the Switch version of FIFA because it doesn't yeah. have all the features, which, you know, they're... They have a right to, to be mad because it's missing features, but that custom built engine runs like a dream. You know, you can yeah. like, you know, Frostbite doesn't really 
translate well and and they're getting to a point where it's starting to translate well to sports games and third person shooters and stuff like that but yeah. during that transition period was right when mass effect andromeda was in the middle of development and like it was not built for a third person rpg right it was built for battlefield and battlefront uh you know that kind of stuff so yeah i mean it's it's going to be interesting to see if if anthem takes advantage of that because they they are using frostbite to to my knowledge so i i mean it's that that really i still feel really bad for the mass effect andromeda team because that was such a huge project to transfer over in 18 months and get it out you know that game probably should have been delayed at least 12 months yeah yeah and 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 like what i played of it and like it's part of my nx challenge for for pal block and arsenal x right like it's it's part of that and like from what i've played since it's been patched it's like it's just a mass effect game right it's yeah it's it's just a mass effect game which is fine with me i love mass effect but like i i just hope that you know a bioware learned how to use the engine and b ea actually gave them some some people from dice who who you know develop the engine show yeah. them how to use it yeah because it's tough yeah yeah it, it i'd imagine i would imagine that they've probably learned quite a bit now and you know moving into this game and you know and i think maybe part of part of them making a new game was so they could build it around the system you know and and, and anthem would give them a try to you know a shot at at really um you know, using using the abilities of that engine, you know that it offers, and and trying to you know make a new experience on top of it. So yeah, yeah, I guess you know we'll we'll see. It. Like I mean, what I've seen, you know, is you know people playing and stuff online is <coughs> only uh you know a, a small clippet of what you know what the full game will be like, but. You know, so far, you know, from what we've seen and stuff, it seems it seems to be pretty decent, and like like they've you know using the engine pretty well. So yeah, yeah, and and you know, there's there's gameplay footage out there, and and you know, people have have played it, and it, it seems to be running like a dream. At least you know, like at least on on consoles, it looks like it's probably running at 30, 30 frames a second. It looks smooth, like it. it looks like it can handle what it's trying to do you know i i I trust casey hudson and the team at bioware to to really uh you know they've been working they've been working on anthem since mass effect 3 ended you know like that's this team uh the other the mass effect andromeda team uh was was part of the dragon age team and part of you know when they when they added that second studio to bioware you know it was kind of like a mix mismatch of uh you know just people from all over so uh, but yeah i'm i'm really excited to see how this game runs i know the demo is coming out in what two weeks ish it's yeah it's the I last week so. of january i think right okay yeah uh, i believe so because i yeah because i think it was like last week that we thought it was like three weeks away or so yeah so. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna look it up real quick but uh anthem but yeah no release date yeah, as, yeah, and I'm hoping you know, like once that comes out, I'm I'm hoping that's gonna be, 
I guess we don't know for sure if that's going to be something that's like like you have to sign up for or if it's going to just be an open beta that nope. everyone's going like, to be able to looks like uh looks like the demo's going to be available February 1st. Uh this this de- the demo is a demo, it's not a technical test. Uh BioWare has given an update with the demo for Anthem. Uh it will be giving more specific time frames for fans and when to, to expect to play it. Uh there are two release dates for the demo. The VIP players uh, and then the uh, open demo soon after. The VIP demo will run from January 25th to 27th and be available to those who pre-order Anthem or an EA Access or Origin Access subscriber. Oh, okay. Uh, those who so participate, I'll be playing that. <laughs> those who participate will get an exclusive VIP in-game item. Uh, the open demo will run from February 1st to the 3rd on all three uh, platforms and will be open to all players. So we're going to have two big, decent chunks of time to play this game. Yeah. Oh yeah, because I, so I have EA access, so I'll be getting that. I'll be playing it early. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I'm going to... The next time I have some funds, this, this is the next game I'm purchasing this year, right? I mean... Yeah. You know, yep. I mean, we're getting cracked down through through Game Pass. Don't yep. really need to purchase it. Uh, you know, I know you are kind of interested in Metro. I'm not really interested in it. Resident Evil yeah. Two. I'm not yeah. a horror game guy. I'm interested to watch you stream it. <laughs> yeah, know? and you and Ed yeah. talk about talk about it while he tells you Resident Evil Four is the greatest game ever, and you <laughs> trash it. <laughs> Gosh, that's so funny. Every time you guys talk about it, I'm just like, oh, this is the best conversation of all time. Uh, but you know, I, the Anthem's like the first major game I'm I'm super excited for. You know, if it's I'm yeah. if it's not coming to Switch, since you know we we kind of run the Nintendo channel, also like if it's not coming to Switch, I'm gonna be very picky on what games I purchase this year. And right yeah. now, <laughs> right now, it's just Anthem and Gears Five and the Division. <laughs> right yeah, now. and and probably yeah. whatever Destiny expansion comes out in the fall. Yeah, and that's kind of it. You know, I'm not not interested in Days Gone for PlayStation. I'm not interested in in you know The Last, Last of, of Us. us too. I'm not interested yeah. in Death Stranding, which some stuff on the PlayStation blog seems to be telling everybody it's coming out this year, uh, but. Uh, you know, the the only game I'm really interested in on PlayStation right now is Ghost of Tsushima, and maybe the the uh, Crash Team Racing. But if yeah. that, I think that's coming to Switch, so I'll probably just get it there. But yeah, I want I want to play Shadows Die twice. Like that that's the one that that really caught my eye for the like samurai type games that are coming out. And then there's uh, Neo Two that's coming out. Yeah, Neo, um, Neo Two looks cool, but I, I didn't yeah, play the that first actually one. Looks fun. I I'm waiting because I know when the second game comes out, the first one's gonna go on sale. Yeah, and so maybe I'll get the first one when the second one comes out. Uh, but you know, I I have a very curated list this year, <laughs> you know, uh, for Xbox and PlayStation stuff and Anthem and the Division and Destiny. Spoilers: We have channels for all three of those games. Are the games that I I will be purchasing this year? So uh, yeah, man, the Division Two looks good too, man. I've been prepping some stuff for Dark Zone Junkies tomorrow, and yeah. like, man, that game looks good. That game, yeah, like, I'm I'm like, just so ready to get back into a, a new a new 
world and and all the new changes and just to see what what they what they all do with that. Yeah. But yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, so before we get into uh what we're actually supposed to be talking about on the show, uh I told you we would have more places for you to find us. We're on YouTube, just search Javelins for Hire, uh an anthem uh podcast. You can search for that on YouTube. Uh, we're trying to get that URL, so if you would subscribe, even if you're just an audio listener, greatly appreciated. You can email the show at javelinsforhire at gmail.com, and you can find us on Twitter at javelinsforhire. Um, you can find us on all those places, and of course on ngrradio.com, you can find us there as well. And on Nerds Gone Rogue's Prime channel, you can find us under other podcasts as well. So uh, you can find us there. But we're going to get into the show here, uh, Legion of Dawn is is kind of the main topic as well as the different javelins uh we're gonna go over what the legion of dawn is real quick uh just some quick lore and then we're gonna uh talk about helena tarsus who is is the lead kind of the founder of the legion of dawn we're gonna talk about arden uh vesa who uh created the ja- the first javelin uh if you guys have seen screenshots it's the kind of like the giant javelin with the huge sword which looks really really cool i have a feeling that's going to play a big part in this game uh i feel like we're going to either be driving it or fighting it or uh it has some <laughs> some sort of like uh <laughs> russian nesting doll situation where like the human climbs <laughs> into the one javelin and then that javelin climbs into another javelin uh type thing uh <laughs> But, you know, we'll we'll be talking a little bit about that. And then we're going to talk about, uh, depending on how much time we have, it might we might save it for next week's episode. But we're going to kind of talk about the different javelins and their special abilities and stuff. Uh, so, does that sound all right with you, Jesse? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah we could, we'll probably, I'm guessing we could probably just, like, save the one thing. Because we've been going for a little bit. We could save the one thing and then kind of... Then that then that leaves us with some you know plenty to talk about next episode. Yeah, if yeah. we you know break other things down a little bit. Yeah, may, maybe we'll just maybe we'll just talk about the four types of javelins next week then. Yeah, because uh, I think that would be a good a good uh, next episode. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so the Legion of Dawn, the the game the game centers around, uh, for the for those who don't know the the world of Anthem. Uh, was created by the gods who found the Anthem of Creation, which is a tool that they use to create the world and the living things within the world. And one day the gods just vanish, leaving humanity to defend themselves. And so the Legion of Dawn uh, were were a group of people who were kind of taken under the wing of Helena Tarsus, who was the leader of, of the Legion of Dawn, and then Arden Vesa was the kind of like the engineer of the group and he created the Javelin of Dawn. So um the <laughs> the Legion of Dawn was a legendary group of heroes uh active five hundred years before the uh game's present day, so the the time period where we're playing. Uh it was founded by Helena Tarsus, who is uh she is the Let's see. There's not really a lot of information on her yet, uh, but she was. Uh, let's see here. Helena lived 500 years ago in a grim period for humanity. Every day was a struggle just to survive, with few resources available and little time to utilize them. How, 
Helena, however, envisions something different. One, one of her followers, uh, Arden Vesa, built the Javelin of Dawn. This was the first Javelin, and the one to give, and one was given to each of Helena's disciples. Uh, with these powerful tools at their disposal, General Tarsus led the Legion of Dawn to victory against the forces of the world, finally giving humanity a chance to live in peace. Uh, she led humanity to a place of strength and security where they could build a fortified city, which is Fort Tarsus, uh, the, the kind of the central hub of Anthem, where you're going to be picking up quests, doing you know your upgrading, uh, getting side missions, that kind of stuff. So she she led humanity to a place of strength and security where they could build and fortify the city uh, that would withstand the nightmarish threats that roamed the lands. This led to the creation of Fort Tarsus, which was named after her. She came to favor the Colossus Javelin, which is the massive javelin. I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So the tales of Helena's deeds from the time from this time exists though are unknown to be true uh this created a legion of freelancers which uh we are the descendants of the legion of dawn and the freelancers are the are the people who go out to uh perform the missions and and you know we kind of that's where our story kind of comes in and we build the javelins and kind of customize them to to perform the missions the way we want to uh do it so yeah, uh, that's that's kind of that story. Um, kind of kind of a cool setup, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, like you know, it's it um, it just it just makes you like I you know like they, you talked about them uh, coming out with comic books and and stuff like that and and I and I hope that they really do just like go all in with with the lore and like you know like. Because the you know like I feel like with Destiny like they had a, they have a lot of lore and stuff as well in Destiny, but it seems like sometimes they don't really like use it uh, you know use it as much as they possibly you know po- probably could to uh, to make you know certain uh, missions and things like that. So I'm like you know back to kind of those things we talked about in last episode of like things that i'm kind of hoping that it is i really hope that they they go all out with it like you know like whether whether it be like just like missions where you you go to find like lost uh like scrolls or things with you know ancient like texts or things like that that you that you can learn more about stuff or like you know like i could see them doing something where there's like some kind of like secret power that you know that like can be unlocked with your javelins that that you know was lost and like you need to get a hold of or something to to you know like help uh you know pull back ahead of of the forces uh, you know that are uh, in the world or something you know something like that like i think that would be kind of cool if they did do you know, do something like go deep with the lore, like as you're as you're going through the the game. You know, yeah, and like really dig deep into it because it's it's pretty interesting. Like what we have already, you know. Yeah, and like, I, I'm all I'm hoping we get more. You know, more stuff. Yeah, one thing one thing I've noticed that this this game has been doing better than you know. I I hate to keep bringing up Destiny on this show, but like at Destiny's launch, everything was kind of you know 
a mystery and you know to most people it still is a mystery yeah Uh, Yeah. but like they didn't really do world setup they don't really explain why things are happening you know like the like the traveler comes to earth and and the ghosts come out of the traveler to revive their guardians to protect humanity but you know nobody really knows what the traveler is nobody knows uh where it came from it's like you know i'm I mean, there, there's there's theories and and you know I'm in the lore that I'm sure there's there's things that say hey this is where the, the traveler came from whatever but like it doesn't do a, a a great job of setting setting it up you know you're just assuming this role and you know it's 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 refreshing to see a game set up like this um, yeah and to let you yeah know where where you came from and why. And like you know, and how, and like you know, all those all those answers, uh, you know that that people who want you know that want to be more hardcore about a story, you know, like the like, and I again, I I I'm not afraid of of there being a lack of that kind of stuff because like if there's one thing that we've learned from the Mass Effect games, it's that they're they're really good at you know like trying to pay. Attention attention to detail and you know like i mean look at the the mass effect games they like go right down to like facial expressions and and all different kinds of things that they've tried playing around with in the game and stuff like that you know like yeah like i just feel you know i i feel like that like if anyone's gonna do a good job of just kind of trying to talk you know like tell a story it's gonna be them so yeah so I'm definitely that's why I'm really looking forward to it and and why like you know like just all the stuff that I've that I know like from like I said in the last episode my friend Robert who's been a massive fan of of Mass Effect like I'm like finally starting to to really like get interested in all that stuff and that's why I'm going to go I'm going to try to go and uh play all the games like all the way through like from the first one all the way through to the the recent one and just uh just kind of get a, a refresher of all that stuff and and get an idea of what you know what what it could possibly you know be like in this game even so yeah you know uh, yeah i mean it's yeah i i'm ex- i'm really excited to dive into some like once once the game comes out and like everything is is out and and we can play it and read it and whatever like it's oh man I can't i can't yeah i can't wait i'll, de- I'll definitely be getting the comics yeah yeah <laughs> add I, them to my comics collection that i have oh man it's gonna be cool so so the 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 the, the massive javelin that you see uh in the image and, and of the the show thumbnail this week uh it's a statue of the first javelin, which is which is Helena's Helena Tarsus's javelin. Uh, you know, you're going to be able to see it in the game and, and see uh, what that first javelin kind of looked like. Uh, but you know, it's it was it was created by Arden Vesa. Uh, he was one of the followers of Helena Tarsus. He was an inventor and a, and the, a quote genius in his time. He created the Javelin of Dawn, crafting one for every member of the Legion of Dawn. That's uh, kind of that's kind of all the information we have on Arden right now. Uh, but he was one of the disciples, and he was one of the uh, 
the engineers and, and one of the, the inventors. So he he seems he seems pretty important to the uh, the story. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> it's gonna be cool to learn more about him later on. But and then of course the javelin of dawn itself. Uh, was the first type of javelin ever constructed, acting as a predecessor to the Colossus, uh, and as we said, designed by Arden Vesa, and uh, it was it was kind of the only javelin that existed, and and everybody had this javelin, and then they kind of, you know, moved into specializations later on down the road, uh, but that is a that is a cool javelin. I'm not gonna lie, it looks super cool. Yeah, it, it looks like. It looks like a javelin, like it, it. It looks like one of those things where the enemy would come in and like steal the tech for for the javelins and try to build their own. That's yeah. what it looks like. It's like it's like an Iron Man one when yeah when Tony b- builds the Iron Man suit like the first one and then yeah. he he builds like a refined version and then uh, what Jeff Bridges' <laughs> character like builds his own and it's like. 10 times the size. <laughs> yeah. Because he can't yeah, figure it out. Tried to re- yeah, reverse engineer it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He tried to anyways. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Just little details like that are, are kind of cool. Cause yeah, you think like, okay, well if you know, if you're just using the resources that you have to try to build something that you've never built before, like you start off with this thing that just doesn't look pretty. And then, yeah, over time you figure, you know, things out and you get smaller parts and, you know, really compact it a little bit to make it look look nicer and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, not like, the, you know, you got your other, you, the other javelins that are bigger, but they're, they're built that way because they're supposed to be tank, you know, like a tank character that can, you know, take heavy damage and, and uh. You know, like like in most games, you got something that's can take more damage and deal more damage, but it's slower or you know or whatever. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There's 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 going to be a lot to to kind of dissect as we move move uh, through the lore and the characters and stuff. Uh, there there's a lot of people that you're going to meet uh, as support characters. Uh, I, I just kind of want to run through this while we're on characters, by the way, because yeah. you know those. There's not really a lot of lore stuff out yet <laughs> about those mm-hmm. other characters, but ones you're going to meet during your adventure, uh, they're called ciphers. They are uh, radio operators who keep you informed uh, as you're flying around in, in your suits. You know they're kind of narrating your mission, kind of like it's kind of almost like the ghost in Destiny, where they're kind of like the side character talking in your ear, but. You know they don't. Yeah. They don't really aid you, but yeah. Uh, so there, there's uh, Haluk, Faye, and Owen. Uh, they are the three ciphers. Uh, Owen is a. Ha- it, I'm just going to read the descriptions off the uh, off the website here. Owen is a happy-go-lucky, ambitious guy. Uh, Haluk's motto is the gear of this world are tuned for a quick death. Good thing I carry a wrench. Uh, he's a mechanic, and you have some history with Haluk going back in time. Over time, your relation with relationship with him will evolve. So it sounds like you're going to be going to him to to craft parts, or you know, if your javelin's damaged, you go and, and kind of fix it there. 
And then uh, Faye, uh, her motto is, the world is filled with mysteries, chasing the solutions. That's where the fun is. Uh, She helps you navigate the dangers of the world while sitting in her amplifier, which is a tech cockpit that lets her see data and tell you what's happening. So she kind of operates your heads-up display. and uh, Okay. That's cool. Because, like, in some of the gameplay trailers and stuff, uh, you'll see, like, uh, the little kind of blue boxes and when enemies fill it, they turn orange, like, in you know, kind of when the reticle's over them or whatever. She's yeah. kind of she's kind of operating all that from behind the scenes. So that's cool that they are actually giving you story reasons for what your heads-up display is and what it does and who <laughs> works it. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, and man, the 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 attention to detail like that we've gotten so far is just it just like it, it it's very promising. <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's the thing like that just the just the fact that they're putting so much ded- time and dedication into trying to give people more than just a video game. They want they want it to have lore and and stories outside of the video game is is just very promising in, in itself, you know, that, that, uh, you know, and they're doing it, they're doing it now versus like, you know, some of those, some games have done it later afterwards. They have a website you can go to and learn more about a game, hmm, you know, Destiny. after it's already come out. <laughs> oh, is destiny. One of them. The thing is with destiny is like, you had like as you played the game, you unlocked. Well, this is just Destiny One, the Grimoire oh, cards. Okay. You unlock Grimoire oh, okay. cards, but you couldn't read them in the game. You had to go to Bungie.net. You had to link oh. your Xbox Live or PlayStation Network account to your Bungie.net thing. Then you had to like, like download the companion app, and then you had to link all everything together, and then you had to go to a special website just to read the Grimoire cards, and it's like. It's a lot of work just to find out what these stories are, man. It's a yeah. Lot of work. But now, yeah, I, actually, now you can. Uh, let me reach it. You can buy the official Destiny Grimoire Anthology book, Volume One, nice. and you can now read all the stories yourself. <laughs> we will be exploring the, that on Tower Casuals, by the way. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It's just yeah, it's just nice that they're they're like trying to get all this information out before the game to to give people an idea and and give us stuff to talk about on podcasts like this (laughs) for the people who don't you know don't really want to you know go out and search for it theirself and we can just tell it to you (laughs) yeah um there's there's a couple more things i kind of want to go over real quick jesse before we get out of here uh there's a Fort Tarsus kind of police force called the Sentinels, and you'll be uh, communicating with Bryn, who uh, will give you your assignments uh, throughout the game. She seems like she's going to be a mission giver. Um, she's a she's a she's a, one of the spies in a special uh, group called the Corbus. Uh, Tayson. Uh, is kind of like the main part of Corbus. Uh, Corbus is a spy agency that often comes up with assignments also uh, such as uh, finding lost agents and and kind of finding people who are lost out in the world. Uh, They're not working with you, though 
they're kind of like a separate group other than the the uh sentinels and and they kind of they kind of use you when they need you to to fill their own agenda um, yeah they're kind of kind of their own little uh do they do what they want yeah pretty <laughs> much <what> they... <laughs> uh one thing that uh bioware wants you to know is that they will let you lead the story you can work with the each group as you please and you'll kind of gain reputation with each group as you progress through their storylines uh, so okay. it seems like it seems like there's multiple outlets to gain experience and stuff uh, but the last thing the last thing I want to get into before we get out of here the enemy faction uh, we were talking about how uh, <laughs> you know there's the the javelin of dawn kind of looks like uh, <laughs> if they stole the technology well, there's the mili- the enemy faction, the uh, splinter group called the Dominion. Uh, they are a splinter group from Fort Tarsus, and they uh, have their own ideologies and, and kind of have more of a militaristic approach. Uh, their leader is the Monitor, uh, and and they are. Uh, let's let's just read this quote here. They are an aggressive new faction. They have access to javelins too. They think the way to survival is peace through force. Uh, and to keep people on a short leaf in terms of freedom. The Monitor believes the work is for the sake of the of good, but they do a lot of bad things. So, uh, Yeah. Well, you know, and going back, uh, I forget what, um, what his name was now. One of the guys that you talked about that, um, that like, they mentioned something about time travel. Uh, like one of the, one of the guys like that the guy that that fixes your outfit or fixes the uh javelins and stuff didn't they say something about him like like exp- having experience with time travel or something uh hmm, let me see i i don't see that on this page but okay, okay. i don't i, I feel, swore i feel like i feel like we talked i feel like i saw that somewhere while I was watching stuff, but I didn't really write it down. Uh, I didn't really write anything down, to be honest with you. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like... uh, I feel like there is some sort of time mechanic. Or not mechanic, but, like, time... There's something to do with time. Like, jumping through time. Yeah. Uh, Oh, crap. (laughs) Bad bringing it up because oh. yeah. Oh no. Okay, so he's just a person that you have a history back going going back in time. Like you've oh, been, okay. fri- you've okay. been friends. That's okay. I heard it wrong. <laughs> I, yeah, I heard. You've it been wrong. friends over time. Uh, okay, but I still I still feel like when I was watching one of the live streams, time there's a time mechanic or something. I think I think it has something to there's- do with one of the javelins though. Let's, okay. The, not the storm, the other one. Okay. But yeah, the I mean that's very possible, like a time, like a time manipulation type thing, like just a minor or whatever. But yeah, I guess we'll we'll see. But I don't know. Like I, I was just like my mind was starting to like wander into like thinking about like uh, you know, like if we actually get like to go back into the future of like when things were first starting at some point would be kind of cool 
Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a big deal if we don't, but but it just you know like my mind is just starting to wander about all the possibilities of this game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does, I mean, it, it does that to me. There's so much, there's so much of this game that like, there's so much information here yet. There's so many mysteries and it's like, I like that it's giving us these little story beats, but there's still mystery out there instead of, yeah. you know, trying to guess, Oh, well this character is mentioned in the fiction, but I don't know who this character is, and I don't know if they have anything to do with the story or not. You know that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. It. Man, I can't wait for Anthem, dude. I can't. Yeah. Wait. Uh, <laughs> man, I was watching. I was watching the. Uh, I had subscribed to the Anthem YouTube channel recently, and I was I was watching some of the live streams and and past gameplay videos and stuff, and they were taking mm-hmm. on this stronghold and like. They were doing all sorts of cool combos. Like, uh, there's four of them, and they were throwing throwing guys up in the air with one guy, kind of freezing the people in the air while some while somebody else was was kind of blasting them with a giant kind of heavy weapon with one of the Colossus javelins. Oh my gosh, it was so cool. Yeah, yeah. I should. I really need to go and start trying to watch some of that stuff too. Because I've been wanting to go watch it since you've been. You know, you've talked about some of the stuff that you've seen online. Yeah, and uh, yeah, because I haven't really, other than you know, like what what I've personally seen, and then like um, you know, like I did watch some of those early streams of of it, like from the the actual developers or whatever, during the time when the alpha had come out. Yeah. Um, but I haven't really seen any of the like other javelins in in play. You know, like. I've only seen the one that you started off with in the alpha, so yeah, yeah. I mean, ev- I think ev- everybody starts out with the ranger javelin, and then you just kind of mm-hmm. move into whichever ones. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I really personally like, you know, next next week we're going to get into the javelins more. Um, you know, we we kind of want to keep this sh- show shorter than an hour, uh, but you know, the, the the javelin I think I'm most interested in using is the colossus. Uh, yeah, just because they can use heavy weapons, they've got some really cool kind of uh, demolition style uh, side weapons. Like I, I think the Colossus is going to be really cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing all the, you know, the uniqueness of of each individual javelin. Like as you know, far as how they how they control and how they you know how they feel and things yeah. like that. So yeah. Uh, what what is what is the one thing before we get out of here one thing you hope this game does well before just um, just randomly just throw something out there i'm going to ask this question every week so <laughs> it's just going to be like well ah. for, for me again it's it's just uh, it's just the uh, um like the replayability like the but telling a good story but but making it so like you want you know you want to learn more you know every you like you just like because like a lot of games focus on like you know like they'll tell a story but like it's kind of an afterthought sometimes yeah like you're you're just worried about like leveling up or whatever like i want to i want a game that you enjoy playing it to level up and do all the stuff that you need to do but 
but you're also more interested in you don't care about leveling up as much as you care about learning more about the about what's going on in you know in in the story kind of thing you know i'd that's what i'm kind of hoping for is just just a game that that's able to like because i play i play a lot of you know um in indie games and stuff and they may not have like the you know the biggest budget and stuff but you know people who play a lot of indie games will realize that they usually try to go really heavy on the story and and you don't really care that maybe the the uh mechanics in the game aren't the greatest you know aren't and aren't perfect because you're too busy just caring about the amazing story that they're telling you know to you and and that's kind of i guess what i'm what i'm looking for is i'm hoping that it gives me an experience much like an indie game where it's very story driven but at the same time we're also getting the the big budget you know really good mechanics and all that stuff so yeah like getting getting the best of both worlds because very very few games i feel like are able to to kind of dip their toes into into both areas, you know, at the same time and and do both really well. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, going back to what you were saying about about story, like I wanted to tell a good story. Uh something something that Destiny does is like it has really awesome lore and really awesome like stories within the lore. But yeah, the games don't tell a cohesive story. Like you, you know, yeah. like it's cool that you want to do all this world building and and you know, Anthem seems to be doing the same thing in terms of world building and like giving us little drip feeds of characters and, and events and places and and things that you're gonna find throughout the world. But something that I wish Destiny did more, and I really hope Anthem nails, is telling a cohesive story within the lore that they've created. Yeah, you know, and and. That's that's something that Destiny's been roasted on many times, including the last couple expansions. You know, uh, Curse yeah. of Osiris was not uh, uh, received well. Warmind was received a little better, but people still were kind of mad at that. Uh, Forsaken, you kind of killed the only character that anybody cared about, you know, in Cade. Yeah. Yeah. And now Black Armory is not really shining anybody's lights you know it's just like man i want to talk about this stuff on on tower casuals you know i'm not trying to keep it here but like i really want anthem to tell a cohesive story and and i just want it to be a cool world that we can explore together but still make it feel like my story you know that's been their whole thing and this is what we'll wrap up on they it says uh They've always said, "Our world, your story." That's been their motto since since they started promoting this game, and yeah, I, I really hope that comes true. You know, I I want to feel like that I'm playing a Bioware game. I'm playing a Bioware game. I'm playing a cool story and making a cool looking character and and doing all these things. But I can go out with my friends and and feel like, yeah, we're tackling this together, and then go back to Fort Tarsus and be like, oh yeah, this is what I did. I can talk to these characters, kind of. You know, if they have like loyalty style missions like Mass Effect Two or or you know they, those kinds of things, like I want those kinds of things, and and I hope the factions yeah. have cool rewards for you if you do them. You know, like hey, if you go with this one faction, you get uh, really cool armor that you know maybe one is more 
uh, effective offensively while one provides better defense, you know, or different yeah. different events, you know, throughout the, the year or the first couple months or whatever. If you do those, you get cool armor that has different perks on it that allow you to do different things. You know, maybe uh, your javelin suit cools down slower so you can be in the air longer or uh, you can fly faster or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a bunch of different things that I think they could tie to these factions and tell a cool story for you while still telling a world building story. So, yeah, yeah. And I, and I, um, I think one of the things too, that, that, uh, that, that I'm kind of hoping is, uh, like, a like I wouldn't mind seeing a little, like not a, not a lot of it, but I wouldn't mind seeing a little of that. Like I don't know, maybe compare it a little bit to like what the um um uh what is it uh, Red Dead Redemption is kind of two is kind of doing where there's like like there's consequences to certain things and it can affect your path. Yeah. that you end up taking like yeah. you know thing things like that like when they say when they say our world your story like i i don't know why but for some reason i just think of you know something like that like i wonder if there's gonna be like like a like a if you miss out on certain opportunities it could change like you know change the the way your story you know like the direction it goes or how you get to from one point to the next yeah, you know something like that. That, that would be kind of neat if they, you know, obviously they don't want to do too much of it because then you end up having to have multiple stories, and then that can get, you know, that can be like an issue when you're trying to tell a cohesive story if you're you're leaving too many open ends. But um, but you know, just if they have some form of that, you know, mild stuff like that, that would be kind of neat. Yeah. Because the one thing that, uh, you know, I, I haven't played Red Dead yet, but the one thing, you know, after listening to Giant Bombs Game of the Year stuff and a bunch of people talking about Red Dead for forever now, you know, one thing it does, like you said, depending on if you play good or bad, something in hour two can affect something in hour 80, and you could get a totally yeah. different cutscene, you can get totally different characters involved, you could get totally different missions, depending on what you did, you know, like... Like you said, I want I want to see that too. You know, I think yeah. that would be really cool if like something I did in the in the main campaign for when the game launches, like two expansions from now, I want that to have an effect on that expansion. You know, yeah. Where like yeah. maybe the mission is the same, maybe we do the mission together, right? But if you're playing yeah. one way and I play another, when we finish that mission, I'm gonna get a different cutscene and I'm gonna get different armor depend because i play differently than you yeah like i think that would yeah, be really the, cool yeah and like it and like could like also affect like how many like how many uh enemies show up at some given point like like let's say you were to do something at one point and you did it a little bit more like quicker you were able to eliminate enemies or do it you know take care of something fast and then that that allows you know you like all of a sudden less characters come because because you weren't quite you know they weren't quite aware of your your being there or something you know things just many you know minor things like that even would be kind of neat yeah so, you know that they could just little things that they can do 
Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, that's the thing, like, that I've been liking about this game is just, uh, like, what they've given us. They, you know, kind of like you said earlier, they they give us some good information but they're not they're not giving us too much or there's still a lot of a lot to uh you know be excited for and and to to think about and daydream about so yeah you know it's and and I also want I also want the characters to treat you differently when you when you move throughout the world you know like like or not when you move throughout the world but when you like do a mission differently than what they expect you know like if there's a mission where like you have to save hostages, but there's different rewards if you murder the hostages, like I want the characters to treat you differently when you go back. And maybe at the end of of the campaign, you get to choose, hey, I want to stay at Fort Tarsus or I want to go with the Dominion. You know, like, yeah. I I I want to know if there's going to be that type of choice. Too. Yeah, like w- yeah, where you could either have a falling out or or yeah, yeah. Or even just like if, if like there's a point where in the story you're you end up converting some of those people from that to join you you know the uh, join back or whatever you know like it, it could go both ways actually you know if you think about it just yeah <laughs> yeah so but. I mean, we we've we've gotten a little bit longer again this episode. Uh, like I said, as as we start playing the game and, and finding out other things, like the shows are going to get shorter once the game's out and and you know there's news and, and updates and and you know patches and stuff. I want we do want to keep this show around thirty to forty five minutes uh, long, but you know as we're diving into lore stuff and, and anticipating this game. It's gonna be a little bit longer because we like to talk about this game and <laughs> other games. And it's what we do. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I want to thank everybody for listening and joining us for Javelins for Hire episode two. Remember, you can find us on Twitter at Javelins for Hire. You can also follow Nerds Gone Rogue at Nerds Gone Rogue. Uh, check out all of our content and podcasts on NGRRadio.com. Uh, if you have a question or a comment or something, either leave it below the video or email us at Javelins for Hire at Gmail.com. Uh, we'll be more than happy to answer your questions on the show. Uh, but you know, this, this, this is going to be, man, I can't wait for that demo. I can't wait to do <laughs> let's plays. I can't wait to stream it. You know, I, I yeah. just can't wait for all of it. So, uh, yeah, you can, you can find Jesse on Twitter at Phantom Maggot AX. You can find me on Twitter at Corey HD 86. Uh, yeah. I think that's it. So thank you guys so much for watching. And uh, until next time, we love you. Bye.